Hello, and welcome to the Daily Catholic Catechism Podcast. My name is Dan, and it's a pleasure to have you here. It is June 25th, and we will be reading paragraphs 1372 through 1379 today. And we are still in the middle of the Sacrament of the Eucharist. And it's going to get pretty exciting today. We got quotes from St. Augustine and St. Ambrose and St. John Chrysostom. Uh, we begin, as always, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. St. Augustine admirably summed up this doctrine that moves us to an ever more complete participation in our Redeemer's sacrifice, which we celebrate in the Eucharist. This holy, redeemed city, the assembly and society of the saints, is offered to God as universal sacrifice by the high priest, who in the form of a slave went so far as to offer himself for us in his passion, to make us the body of so great a head. Such is the sacrifice of Christians. We who are many are one body in Christ. The church continues to reproduce this sacrifice in the sacrament of the altar so well known to believers, wherein it is evident to them that in what she offers, she herself is offered. The presence of Christ by the power of his word and, and the Holy Spirit. Christ Jesus, who died, yes, who was raised from the dead, who is at the right hand of God, who indeed intercedes for us, is present in many ways to his church, in his word, in his church's prayer, where two or three are gathered in my name, in the poor, the sick, and the imprisoned, in the sacraments of which he is the author, in the sacrifice of the Mass, and in the person of the minister. But he is present most especially in the Eucharistic species. The mode of Christ's presence under the Eucharistic species is unique. It raises the Eucharist above all the sacraments as the perfection of the spiritual life and the end to which all the sacraments tend. In the most blessed sacrament of the Eucharist, the body and blood, together with the soul and divinity of our Lord Jesus Christ, and therefore the whole Christ, is truly, really, and substantially contained. This presence is called real, by which is not intended to exclude the other types of presence, as if they could not be real too, but because it is presence in the fullest sense, that is to say, it is a substantial presence by which Christ, God, and man makes himself holy and entirely present. It is by the conversion of the bread and wine into Christ's body and blood that Christ becomes present in the sacrament. The Church Fathers strongly affirmed the faith of the Church and the efficacy of the Word of Christ and of the action of the Holy Spirit to bring about this conversion. Thus, St. John Chrysostom declares, It is not man that causes the things offered to become the body and blood of Christ, but he who was crucified for us, Christ himself. The priest, in the role of Christ, pronounces these words, But their power and grace are God's. It is my body, he says. This word transforms the things offered. And St. Ambrose says about this conversion, be convinced that this is not what nature has formed, but what the blessing has consecrated. The power of the blessing prevails over that of nature, 
because by the blessing nature itself is changed. Could not Christ's word, which can make from nothing what did not exist, change existing things into what they were not before? It is no less a feat to give things their original nature than to change their nature. The Council of Trent summarizes the Catholic faith by declaring, Because Christ our Redeemer said that it was truly his body that he was offering under the species of bread, it has always been the conviction of the Church of God, and this Holy Council now declares again that by the con consecration of the bread and wine, there takes place a change of the whole substance of the bread into the substance of the body of Christ our Lord, and of the whole substance of the wine into the substance of his blood. This change the Holy Catholic Church has fittingly and properly called transubstantiation. The Eucharistic presence of Christ begins at the moment of the consecration and endures as long as the Eucharistic species subsist. Christ is present whole and entire in each of the species, and whole and entire in each of their parts, in such a way that the breaking of the bread does not divide Christ. Worship of the Eucharist. In the liturgy of the Mass, we express our faith in the real presence of Christ under the species of bread and wine, by, among other things, among other ways, genuflecting or bowing deeply as a sign of adoration of the Lord. The Catholic Church has always offered and still offers to the sacrament of the Eucharist the cult of adoration, not only during Mass, but also outside of it, reserving the consecrated hosts with the utmost care, exposing them to the solemn veneration of the faithful and carrying them in procession. The tabernacle was first intended for the reservation of the Eucharist in a worthy place so that it could be brought to the sick and those absent outside of Mass. As faith in the real presence of Christ in his Eucharist deepened, the Church became conscious of the meaning of silent adoration of the Lord present under the Eucharistic species. It is for this reason that the tabernacle should be located in an especially worthy place in the church and should be constructed in such a way that it emphasizes and manifests the truth of the real presence of Christ in the Blessed Sacrament. Thus ends our reading today from the Catechism of the Catholic Church. The website is dailycatholiccatechism.com and you can email me at dailycatholiccatechism at gmail.com. God bless you all and may these teachings handed down by the Apostles of Christ Strengthen your faith and lead you to everlasting life. Amen.